everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Rob. I'm Caleb. And I'm Andy. And this is Everybody, everybody in the Conference, in the conference room. room. It still was bad. It still was way off. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We got it. We got it. I was like, better? <laughs> no. You know what actually helps is if we wait a second and let you go, but then it probably sounds like a crazy delay for you, but... <laughs> yeah, it true. is what it is. Hey, everybody. We will get it. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. As always, thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Make sure wherever you get your podcasts that you subscribe and uh, leave us a good review on iTunes. You leave us that five-star, we'll read it live on the air. Make sure you tell a friend about the show. Great, tangible way to help out. And come check us out at Patreon, patreon.com slash pod. Three bucks a month gets you access to the After Party at Poor Richards. Tonight, we're talking about awkward relationships. Right. Oh yeah, it's going to be beautiful. So come <laughs> hang out with us; you're going to love it. Uh, lots of bonus content over there. And speaking of Patreon, we want to say thanks to all of our patrons, and especially a special shout out to our twenty dollars patron, assistant to the regional manager, Mister Brian Cavazos. Hey, Cavazos. Yep. That's right. Now, hey guys, tonight we're going to jump into uh, season three, episode. Uh, I have seventeen, isn't it? Episode eighteen. Sure. I think it's eighteen. Wait Maybe. a minute. No, I think it's... I look like a big idiot. Anyways, we're going to jump into that one episode about cocktails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all yeah, we you need to know. Yeah, you know that's that one. all we know. You know that one about cocktails. Uh, but before we do, um, guys, coronavirus, it seems like it is maybe winding down a little bit. Like yeah. restrictions are being uh, lifted a little. Sure. We may yeah. be able to like record in person again. I hope so. Yeah. Um. Have you heard about the murder hornets that are coming oh, to the United yes. No, what is that? Do yes. say more. Like, Mark I, that one off on your apocalyptic bingo card for uh, Asian murder hornets. So that's happening now. Like, here's the deal. I, I wanted to make a joke about it, but you are saw pe- how are well. Are dying from hornets? Please. I'm trying to finish my punchline. <laughs> um, I'm like terrified Andy, over please, here. I, I want to make some jokes about it, but we saw how well that aged with making jokes about coronavirus on the front end. Oh, so, man. Oh, man. Uh, we're not gonna, we won't do that. But uh, Look at us all high and mighty back there just talking about bidets and I toilet know. paper. and For real. We, we had no idea. Booties. So you don't know anything about the murder hornets? I know zero things about oh. hornets that kill. Please. Is it for us real? All, like this sounds like a murder movie. Is this are hornets no, killing this is, people? This is IRL, baby. This is in real life. No. And it is scary. Let me just Where? pull up some photos for Andy to look at. And they look normal. They're not oh, like no. flying oh, no. around with axes oh, or look, anything. No. They do not look normal. They are. Look at oh my gosh, they're giant. They're oh. Huge. Oh. <laughs> Why are people they just holding the them and smiling? Your hand. Yeah. Why? Why is that guy holding him and smiling? Uh, is he part he's of the... excited that he wasn't killed by the murder hornet. So what do they do? They sting you and you die, or what's? I what's think the deal? they come into your house and tell you to leave. Like they hold <laughs> like, you. They like hold you up at gunpoint. They almost could hold a fully loaded gun. Okay. That's, right. um, that's how big these are. If you're if you're listening, obviously it's an audio medium. Uh, pull out your smartphone and Google Asian murder hornets because they are massive. Yes. They're like and the size of a baby hand. Yeah. But like, if that thing stung, stung you, you're just, I don't know. I think it just die instantly. I don't want to. No, but. Oh, go ahead. I don't want to tell tales out of school. But what I'm hearing is they're being cited in the U.S. And. Their venom is like so bad that if it stings you, like it could kill you. Is that is that is that, is that fake news or is this real? <laughs> I don't know. It's like getting stabbed <laughs> with a sword. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? So here's what I have to know: Has anyone died from this Let, hornet? Let's Google it. Has uh, anyone died from? If the answer is yes, I'm just going to lay down and die hornets. now. Like, why continue? Has anyone to died move from forward at this point? I mean. What else can we get a curveball <gasps> for this year? Several dozen people die. Oh, from hornet stings. Each year in Japan, it says. Okay, as if we're immune from that just because we're in the U.S. This is how they. This is <laughs> this is how they make you feel better. This is what this is from Forbes, by the way. It oh, says, okay. uh, each year in Japan, several dozen people die from the hornet stings. That's not insignificant, but it certainly isn't over 66,000, which is how many people in the U.S. have died of COVID-19 oh, in just a few months. <laughs> oh, okay, dang. I feel much better now. Thanks, Ford. You're awesome. Oh, man. Goodness. Um, they have evil little eyes, too. They're I like, feel like they were, they've were they been sighted on the 
West Coast. How do they travel overseas? Did someone just put them in oh, they a got backpack? Smuggled. Like, oh, hundred percent. Why? Got smuggled. These bad boys got smuggled. What would be the US. intention? To sell them to like celebrities or something. To keep, as keep as a pet. <laughs> everybody right now is fighting for the economy and therefore the country to reopen, and so now it's well. Come on out, but there's murder hornets. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> this year. <laughs> Listen, guys, it is May. We're not even, and it's May the fourth. Happy May the fourth. That's right. Happy Star Wars Day, everybody. Hey. Um, I just say hey. hey. Back to what has <laughs> happened already this year. America almost went into World War Three. We already forgot Got about it. that. All right. Yes. <laughs> uh, we've had earthquakes mm-hmm. in Utah. Uh, and now we've been named earthquake country. I don't know if you caught that. Because they didn't found even catch that. they found more fault lines, especially in the Wasatch Mountain oh area. My gosh. And so we are now we can get an earthquake at any point up to seven point nine. We and we are named Earthquake Country. Well, there you go. Well, because this of is the fault be lines that they found. <sighs> so yeah, and now we've got you know freaking murder hornets in here. So who knows what's next? Thank you, twenty twenty. We welcome you with a big punch in the face and a kick in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, somebody protects Betty White. That's all I care about. I'm this telling year. you, that little doll. If Betty White goes, it's going to be a bad year. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't. You, you, you shouldn't have put that out into the ether. What are you doing? I'm going to have to edit this just, out now. We're going to gonna have to check on her every single day to make sure that Brody is doing fine. <laughs> also, we forgot another apocalyptic bingo. They officially released footage of uh, unidentified flying objects. Right. On. What <laughs> is that? Did you see this? No. Yes. Oh, this, well, okay. This How do I real. miss everything? Am I just busy raising kids okay, and hang working on, hang that on, I hang miss on. everything? Hang on, hang on, hang on. We're, we're getting like, this is, we're, we're, we're like going way off the rails here, but uh, we do need to talk about these UFOs. Okay. The, <laughs> I thought it was going to stop us. <laughs> so... So okay, so these this footage though of the the UFOs that was released, or I think they're calling them UAP, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Oh, okay, oh let's make it sound cool. To, I know. Okay, two things that you need to know. Number one, these videos have been accessible on the web for a while. The Pentagon is just finally saying that they're legit. Yes. Two, a lot of what you're seeing there lines up with. Uh, do you know the name Bob Lazar? By the way. Oh, do I know the name Bob Lazar? Okay. The man that uh, was at Area 51 and the, yeah. the base beside it? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff that he's describing about what, uh, that he's been describing for a long time, about what the vehicle looked like and the way it was able to maneuver, which was like against everything we know about <laughs> physics, Yes, uh, you're seeing in this video. So, ladies and gentlemen. It's crazy. Are we Also... Are- I know we're getting off track, but also shout out to Bleak 182, Tom DeLong. I know, to the stars, right? Wait, what? Are they back? To the Stars Academy. He's like partially responsible for helping this become like public media. Oh, baby. Okay, can one of you guys tag me or share me in this nonsense? You're so far out of the loop. (laughs) I for sure am. We're going to need a DeLorean to get you back in the loop. I, I mean, I don't even know, but are they saying it's from space? Um, Silence. That's up to the interpretation of the viewer. There you go. Yeah, okay, where do you think it's from, Caleb Polk? We can talk about it offline. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. I don't want this coming back to haunt me in five years from now with the freaking Asian hornets chasing me. And well, like, when goodness. somebody asks a question like that, I just say, N- "Nice even... try, FBI." <laughs> How do I even like step outside my door at this point? You don't. That's the I whole just thing. Don't. You, you safe at home. Shelter in place. <laughs> for, forever. This is like You don't. That's how it's happening. Right I mean, now. I am so thankful for Amazon and Target. Oh, for real. Because we oh, truly man. can kind of live forever now. It's fine. We yep. never have to leave our house. That's right. Also, did you know they will sell you a five pound bag of coffee? Because I do. They'll sell it to you. Who's but- they? Trade.com, baby. Oh, it baby. is the best. Send me that link. I'm All gonna right. need that so All right. bad. All right, uh, we digress. Shall we jump I into this? I feel like episode? we need to redo the <laughs> we do the intro. So I'm, many, I'm Rob. There's so many things to talk about because the world is. This, I know it's wonky. It's a wacky, wacky. It, place. I mean, 2020 yeah. came in strong with a vengeance. It did. Do we need to talk it about? Did. Do we just need to like go for it and just start talking about QAnon or what do you? 
<laughs> oh Never let's, mind. Let's, let's just, just jump right in. Let's just talk about Michael Scott and his weirdness. I mean, because he's his own world of weird. So here we go. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm going to start talking about adrenochrome and following the white rabbit. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Tonight, <laughs> Dwight is going to take a look around. Pam gets honest and direct. Jim shoots some hoops and Michael... Loves this woman! <laughs> this is Cocktails Season 3, Episode 17 of The Office. Cheers. Okay, just so you know, I did double check. It is Episode 17. Okay, nice, I'm, I'm nice. Not crazy. I'm not crazy. Uh, so the episode opens, and again... So many good cold opens in season three. This is oh, such yeah. a good one. Michael is being bound in a straitjacket and uh, by his own doing. Yes, <laughs> by choice. <laughs> he On is, purpose. He has Dwight assisting him, making sure the straps are tight and the chains are locked, all that good stuff. And uh, in a talking head, Michael, you know, basically lays it down. You know, a lot of people say that Magic Camp is for kids. <laughs> but it's really for anybody who has a dream and a belief in magic and a little bit of time after school. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that after school is actually during work hours for Michael. So where is he getting this time? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He has to meet a very important client. You know? <laughs> sure. it's, it's in this moment, though, that we actually get introduced to Michael's uh, magician performer name, Michael the Magic, which, yes. I mean, simple, powerful. It's good, trademark right? that dude. That's that's it right there. Michael the Magic. Michael the Magic will escape from extreme bondage, he says. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time he's laying he's, you know, kind of laying forth what's gonna happen. He has like this real it's like almost like he got punched in the face. Like he has a weird bulge in his yeah. cheek. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even notice that. That's funny. Uh but everybody uh basically wants to verify that no matter how much he asks no matter how much he pleads, they are not supposed to help him get out of this straitjacket. And Michael's like, yeah, can we just move on? Yes, don't help me. Uh, and then it begins. Three, two, one, go. Michael is struggling and he's, you know, trying to get out of the straitjacket. And then we find out that the bulge in his cheek is the hidden key. To yeah. Oh, he's like a regular Whoa. Houdini. I mean, I still don't understand how... How he was to do it. <laughs> Even Listen, with the key, how was he to do it? I've seen David Copperfield in Vegas, and I would love to see him try to pull this one off from Michael the Magic. I'm telling yeah, you. right, That's bud. I mean, right. Michael, it was so good. Never mind. I won't, I won't rob you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, <laughs> things go horribly wrong, uh, believe it or not, because as the key falls out of his mouth... Jim sees it, covers it with his foot, and pulls it back. There you yep. go. And at this point, you can see a definite change in Michael. Uh, he starts looking around, and he's, he, but he tries to keep the show going. He starts struggling even more and throwing himself all around the office. Um, he eventually ends up back in his office with the door closed, and somehow he pulls the shades with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his back and just has his toes reaching up. His yes. Uh, but he ends up back at his desk and he says, basically, he can't tell you how he's going to escape because of the magician's code. Also, totally unrelated, if you see a brass key anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my then, gosh. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so good. But uh, what's funny is we never really see how he gets out. So. That's right. We never, ever see. My Do guess you... is he's still laying on his office floor. <laughs> yeah. How did he get out? I feel like maybe Jim had some mercy on him and, and probably dropped at it. At the end of the day, at it. 5 p.m. Yeah. that day. <laughs> well, that fe- I mean, that feels like a that feels like a Jim move that he would uh, he would probably hold on to it for a few hours, but then he's eventually oh, yeah. he's gonna hand it over, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I he mean would. maybe as soon as Michael has to go to the bathroom. Oh, no, 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 no. He's going to he's gonna make him own this decision all the way to the bathroom for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so as we come back from the credits, uh, Michael and Dwight are getting ready to head out. Uh, they use the expression, the early worm gets the worm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> I, love, I love Jim's expression. I love Jim's questioning because he's like, 
he gets another worm? Like, are they friends or what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> are they hanging out? Yeah. See, the worm gets a buddy. <laughs> uh, Michael uh, needs to do a breath check. He asks Pam. She is not about it. But Dwight is not only about it, he is like... All up in his grill. Yes. I like, think he says, ask me. Or, you know, like, he wants to do... He, he like verbally volunteers to smell his breath. I mean, he puts his nose into Michael's mouth, right? Yeah. <laughs> this I is a to... big old like breath whiff. Like this is like I just pictured my dad like post hamburger with oh, onions no, right no. here. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's some dad breath. I am notorious for the ew. This smells. Smell this and rough. <laughs> literally physically jumps back like no 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 like how dare you say something smells gross and stick it in my face if anybody ever comes to you and says hey smell this it's never good <laughs> it's never a good smell unless it's a candle <laughs> yeah i've never i've never said oh come smell this and you turn the corner and it's an apple pie yeah exactly like, oh <laughs> I would love to smell it. Thank you. Oh, no, gosh. it's a freaking pair of gym socks you found shoved <laughs> underneath your bed in oh. a half-eaten Slim Jim. There like, you go. <laughs> uh, but I love that Dwight, he is all about it. And Dwight basically, he's like, yeah, good, not great. So there's some honesty there. I love that. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and what we find out, though, is Michael and Dwight, the reason they're all dolled up and they're getting ready to head out, is the CFO, David Wallace, is throwing a party at his home for uh, management and some of the upper folks in Dunder Mifflin. And uh, Michael uh, and Michael is going, and actually this is going to be the first time that Michael and Jan sort of attend something together as a couple Publicly, yes. this, Oh, yeah. This is their coming out party, he says. Um, and <laughs> he, just for them. <laughs> he also invited Dwight. <laughs> uh, he Which we honestly are very thankful that he did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it was the right decision. Uh, like right when they arrive, Dwight is very helpful. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, Jim is also invited to be there, but Jim doesn't want to carpool. Uh, and we find out yeah. that Jim doesn't really want to even go to the party. He he's basically saying like I don't like to talk about paper in my free time. I don't like to talk about paper in my work time. Like it just seems like a waste of time. I don't want to be there. Basically, yeah. Uh, but on the way to the party, uh, Michael and Dwight are driving together. Jan calls and is on speakerphone in the car, and Jan asks to be taken off speakerphone. <laughs> Michael is having a hard time figuring that out, and in the midst of it, we find out that Jan wants to blow the party off. She wants to go to a motel and I quote, rip into each other. <laughs> and you know what? I have extreme uh, empathy for Mike right now because I cannot do anything other than drive when I am driving. So if you're on speakerphone and you say, please take me off, I cannot do that. <laughs> you are I'm like, what? How, how in the world are we to do this? That is a thing I cannot do. I cannot do that. <laughs> this is just funny because this is the beginning to Dwight hearing a lot about the relationship oh, tonight. Sure. And he's going to hear even more on the way home. And it's just <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, he is, he is about to uh, get a wide, a wide-eyed view of what's going on here. Um, so back at the office, though, Pam... Uh, is there and Roy kind of shows up. Pam invites Roy to come out with the crew and go to happy hour at poor Richard's. Oh, baby. She does not yeah. invite him. She says, remember, you have to do boyfriend things. You have to come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not we an got... invitation. That is a girl saying, you will do as I say. Yeah. I mean, this is of. where it goes to the talking head of her. Like She's like, you know what? I'm going to be more confident this year. Yeah. And Watch out, world, because the new Pammy's here. And also, don't call me Pammy anymore. And, and I second that. <laughs> I do not like the name Pammy, and I would never try it, and I would recommend that nobody else do either. There you go. <laughs> this is a woman who knows who knows what she wants now. Pammy from the block, stepping up. She's going to be more honest. Right. She's going to be more direct this get year. Get it, girl. <laughs> gonna get, gonna get yeah. it. Uh, so Michael and Dwight show up to the party at David Wallace's house. Uh, the caterers are... Uh, loading in uh, all of the food and all the stuff for the party. And it's at this point that we find out somehow Michael has dressed exactly like the wait staff. <laughs> <laughs> He's 
this is same such tie. a funny detail that they added. I know. He's got the black pants, like a like a maroon or a magenta shirt. Yeah. And the tie is almost identical. And He looks like he would be managing like a casino floor. Yes, absolutely. And what I love about this is that's not a regular caterer's costume. <laughs> like normally they're in all black yeah. or black and white. So it's funny that they threw in this multicolored tie and a maroon oh my shirt. Gosh. What are the odds? Well, and it's funny too because Dwight's response is, you're dressed just like the servants. The servants. <laughs> <laughs> So Michael has a brilliant idea. Let's go behind the catering van and we're going to switch shirts. Yeah. And so Michael and Dwight are changing shirts. And uh, this is the first time that Dwight's going to come in handy at this party. Um, And it's great because it's in this moment uh, that I love shirtless Dwight standing behind the caterer's van in front of the CFO's house. And his response is, man. Crisis averted. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And he's what like I love, so relieved that Michael doesn't look like the wait staff. <laughs> oh and he just like in his helpfulness, he tears off all of his clothes, including his undershirt. Like here, Michael, take oh it off, gosh. take it off. And I think that if there was an opportunity to also do the same from the bottom, underwear <laughs> yeah. and everything, he would be on that. Oh, yeah. that. That would is, be fun. Oh, yeah. That is a sword that Dwight is ready to throw himself <laughs> upon. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, so then uh, back in Scranton, the crew arrives at Poor Richard's. It is time for happy hour, and the party's going to start. Uh, as they're walking in, Pam looks over and sees a claw, a claw machine. What do you call that? Like a, Is that what it's called? A claw yeah. machine? Sure. Yeah, like a toy, like 25-cent claw machine when stuffed animals. I was going to call it a magic it's claw, like but it's not a magic claw. Now, it's just a claw Caleb, machine. Caleb, it's kind of expensive. <laughs> My no. bad. That's a, it's not that's a Toy Story reference price. You know, <laughs> there you go. Uh, she looks over and she sees this really cute stuffed duck in the claw machine, and she makes an offhand comment like, oh, that's a cute duck. Toby notices, and it's at this point that Toby is going to go to work All right. on this claw machine. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There is not a lot of good in Toby in all of the seasons that exist. You but watch whenever your mouth. he responds to Pam, well, there it is. I guess so. There's the good. I guess that's yeah. one. This man loves Pam. I guess that's one way to put it. Some would say it's a little creepy, but that's cool. I mean, most would, but that's fine. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, so, Michael and Dwight, uh, they've changed their clothes, crisis averted. Okay, let's go to the party. They knock on the door. The wife of David Wallace, and I can't remember her name. I apologize. Wifey McWiferson. Her name is Wifey McWallace. (laughs) Um, Wifey McWallace, that's it. (laughs) She answers the door in a robe and her hair up in a towel. Um, And it's at this point that we realize that Michael and Dwight have shown up very early for this party. But for Michael, this is a good thing. Michael says that actually, according to him, that it's actually very polite to show up early. Yeah. Because good friends show up early. Ipso facto, show up to the party early, become a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't forget, yeah. early worm gets the worm. There you go. You gotta, sure. He's got to get there to get the worm. He's got to get that worm. <laughs> uh, Michael also brought a potato salad that is in Tupperware, <laughs> and it's obvious that this is a catered party. Uh, but Michael's a little bit concerned about the salad, is he not? He is. He gets to a talking head of him, and he's almost whispering because I think he's in their house, and he's like, uh, yeah, the egg salad, uh, it's been sitting in my car all day uh, for multiple hours, the sun just beating down on it. And he's like, you can, you can just never be too careful, you know. Uh, and I'm just like, oh my god! I need to not try the potato salad. <laughs> you can never be too careful. Let's go ahead and put it out, though. Sure, sure. <laughs> the sun beating down on the mayonnaise. Oh, that's. The I love that she just literally ever. put the Tupperware on a platter and was like, "Thank you." Here like, you go. Let's is there? Let's see where there's a good place to put this. And it's like fine silver everywhere. And then yeah, it's wonderful like super Tupperware. nice dishes. <laughs> Uh, back at poor Richard's Pam uh, the crew's kind of settling in they got a table the party's starting and uh, Pam is asking Kevin about his engagement asking if they have set a date Kevin says yes 
And then when Pam kind of asks for more information, which seems normal, Kevin says, it's complicated. I would appreciate some space on this. What is going on? (laughs) I think that's pretty obvious. It's complicated and he needs his space, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, Rob, back up. Get off Kev's back. You know, you're right. I apologize. I apologize to the audience. I apologize to both of you and to Kevin. Especially you, Kevin. (laughs) We are sorry. Uh, And it's at this point, uh, Roy shows up with his brother again. Um, So he brought his brother to the art show. Now he's bringing his brother to happy hour. So it's like anywhere that Roy goes, he's got to bring his bro. I mean, sure. Yeah. They're brothers. Uh, earlier on, uh, when they were talking, when, when Pam was inviting, in quotes, inviting Roy to happy hour, uh, Roy had sort of like wanted to decline because he said that his brother offloaded some jet skis and lost a lot of money on it. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing when they walk in, <laughs> Pam says, hey, sorry about the jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> and Roy is just like, uh, don't don't talk about the jet Can skis. Can I? What does offloaded jet skis mean? He's saying like that he he sold them. They, like he they like uh, they fell off the back of a truck, and uh, maybe he was there with a van, and uh, maybe he hooked them up and took them home. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, what? Are, so you're saying? I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I've just been watching The Sopranos again. Okay, I feel like I need sense. to wear a name tag. When, that he, says when he says I offloaded some jet skis in Sopranos land, that means uh, we sold some stuff illegally and probably killed the guy. So got it, got it. All right, all right. Means, I believe that that means the same in Rory's world. Probably. You yeah. I don't know. know. You never. He works in the warehouse. You never ever. Know. Never know. Uh, but uh, to make up for it, Roy Roy's like, don't talk about the jet skis. Hey, everybody, how about a round on me? And Roy's going to buy everybody a round, which is a cool, that's a cool move. That's a cool sure. guy move. Yeah. You ever bought anybody or like, have you ever bought a round? I have bought people like individual drinks and stuff for like their birthdays or, yeah. oh, I remember or stuff that. like that. Faux but show. I, I don't think I've ever been in a place and been like, round on me, you know? Like, <laughs> like, like, don't you want to do that? Like, don't you want to get to the point at some point where you could just be like, hey, everybody, next round's on me. Like, wouldn't that be kind of a baller move? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm going to do that I'd at like 2.30 p.m. on a Tuesday in a Chili's Bar and Grill. <laughs> <laughs> at an IHOP. Like, when it's just hey, you and Ferris sitting there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, how do they even keep track of that? Anyways, uh... It's at this point we get a really quick cut over to Toby, who is still working on the claw machine. Yeah. It's so, more important for him to get a duck for Pam than it is to try and sit near Pam and be a friend. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll kind of get a little bit of a hint of that later uh, with an interaction. Oh, we'll yeah, there. we will. Uh, we go back to the party at the CFO's house. Dwight is turning on that good shrewd charm and is educating the guests on shrimp he looks over the lady and says hey you see that line up the back yeah that's feces now that i know that i no longer want to eat shrimp thanks right you, you, you de- it's called deveining oh yeah you just take yeah. a little tail and peel it all the way yeah you devein yeah. the shrimp you never heard of that yeah. I, I feel yeah, very totally. put on the spot right now. Of all the questions I could ask her, that's the one that puts her on the spot. <laughs> you ever heard of deveining shrimp? And she, she literally panicked. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I kind of froze for a second. Oh uh, well, I was also searching my brain like, that sounds familiar. Do I know this? <laughs> this one wasn't in the practice exam. <laughs> I guess not. Jeez. Um, out in the driveway, though, Jan has arrived. And Andy's going into the silent laugh. She's losing it over here. Here we go. Here we go. Queeb is back. I know. Queed. Uh, so Jan arrives. I, I just extended it 30 seconds. I'm sorry. It's all good, dude. It's all good. Uh, so Jan is out in the parking lot. Or sorry, she's out in the driveway. She has arrived. Michael met her out there. Jan is uh, letting him know, hey, before we go in, here are some papers I need you to sign. And it basically is like... It, like if anything goes on, if anything happens with the relationship and things get ugly, Michael can't sue the company. Is kind yeah. of Michael though? He's looking at this as like the next step in their relationship. Like he's so honored that she would present him with what he calls a love contract. <laughs> <laughs> but what's true is it's not not that. 
and she's she's trying to she's really trying to make it clear michael no you need to understand this is a legal document it means that you can't sue the company over our love (laughs) she's like i've never said that i've never said that i love you uh michael basically uh he he's so touched by it he says she says i've never said that i love you michael says hey the contract says it all. <laughs> he signs it, hands it back. She says, Michael, what is the thing over this, over the eye? That's a heart. <laughs> so and I'm, to... I'm surprised he handed it back with him wanting to frame it and all. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. He's like, I want, I'm going to frame I'm mine. Frame I can frame yours also. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he basically, he signed it. Michael Scott with an, a heart over the eye and Michael. It's beautiful. So good. I think it's great. Back in the house, uh, Dwight continuing to just ooze that good shrewd charm. He's talking with another guy. He says, you like Battlestar Galactica? No. No? Well, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So how I typically start conversations at parties. And that's the end of the conversation. (laughs) It's at this point uh, that it's time for some introductions. We finally see David Wallace. Uh, he is saying hi to Michael and Jan. Michael's response immediately is, Jan and I are lovers. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it feels so good to finally say that out loud. <laughs> this will be the first of many times that Michael's going to continue to embarrass Jan at this party. But, oh, yeah. Uh, Jan and I are lovers. <laughs> and we have a contract. It's beautiful. Um, Love contract, baby. That's right. That's right. Uh, back at poor Richards, it's time for Pam to show this, you know, very direct, honest, new, you know, foot forward that she's trying to present. Uh, the bartender hands her two beers. She initially grabs them both and says, oh, okay. And turns around to walk away and then says, no, actually one of these was supposed to be a light beer. (laughs) (laughs) He's very apologetic. He's going to make it right. Yeah. If you're in this position, would you turn back around and make sure you got one light beer? Because I know that social anxiety would cause me to turn around and go back to my table and just drink it. Yeah, you would. No, I for <laughs> sure would have turned around. And you know this. I would have just been like, oh, no, this is what I ordered. I, I do it expect depends, to get what uh... I ordered depends what number of light beer this is for me if it's beer number <laughs> if it's number four then i'll probably say something if it's the first one probably not <laughs> i will say if if i'm grabbing two of the beers and the light beer was supposed to be for andy then i would say something because if he didn't you know that he would come back to the table and i would look at him and say but i ordered a light and he would have to go back and or i would and oh would- <laughs> yeah i've played this game with my wife for a long time it's called can you get me and the thing that she loves to do is when you go eat somewhere, we'll like sit down and I'm about to like take the first bite and she'll go, Oh, can you get me? And I'll say, no, I can't go get you. I, I prepared and I stopped and got the napkins and the salsa oh my and the gosh. ketchup and the fork and the knife and the salt and the pepper. That and I'm right. ready to eat. I'm ready to I'm ready. get crazy. What and then you I get up to and get up I go and get her stuff. Ready. Yeah, sure. Sure. You're a good man right there. You're a good man. Yeah. Uh, in the party, the same guy that Dwight called an idiot is talking with Michael and Karen Filippelli about the merger. Uh, he wants to know how that went. Michael's response, it went great, like butter. And by like butter, <laughs> he means, and Karen fills him in, everybody else got fired or quit or is in anger management except for Karen Filippelli. She's there you the go. only survivor. <laughs> Like the frozen butter that cannot be used. <laughs> like the worst type of butter. That's perfect. That's the perfect way to describe it. And that is, a is good it example. just me or is Karen Filippelli beautiful tonight? She's she's she, she's looking solid. Wait a minute. Okay. Yeah. Karen Filippelli is always like good. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah. I was getting ready to say like she's on point, but I don't want it to sound like I've got a thing for Karen Filippelli. Abondanza. Um, all I'm saying <laughs> <Filipelli>. is <laughs> She she's she's always doing fine, no, right? But today she's great. She just like got that party look. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she cleans up really well. There you go. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is what Michael says to David Wallace's wife. <laughs> sure. But also, he did get to see oh her no makeup, God. towel in hair. Holy I cow. feel like there's not a more vulnerable position to be in as a woman than a towel in your hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like that is the absolute worst. That is the epitome of old lady and unattractive. So... <laughs> Rob can't, <laughs> can't understand. So, Any women uh, out there, can you give me an A, freaking man? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, hey. Oh, they got you, Andy. Oh, good. Thanks, they, Caleb. There you go. There you go. Uh, Caleb gets it. So. <laughs> oh, I know what it's all about. As he's trying to talk about this merger and how it went great and like butter, he's also trying to hold Jan's hand, and she's she's just not doing it. Like, she doesn't want to hold his hand. And then he, like, does he blow in her face? Oh, yay. What is he doing right here? I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't catch that. this. It's definitely some form of awkward flirting that I just don't get. It's like he's trying to hold her hand, and then he's saying, like, it went great. We're great. We're great together. And then as she's, like, trying to pull her hand out of his hand... It's like it's like in a movie when, like, somebody will blow into somebody else's ear, you know, as, like, a type yeah. of thing except he's doing it right into the middle of her face oh god i can't it makes you wonder know. like what kind of love example did michael have growing up like oh what gosh. were his parents like it's when his mom married jeff and you heard how that went he hates him. yeah <laughs> and he the manager had to take the picture out of the baseball game there you go and he couldn't play with his friends anymore that's right that's right there it is uh, so then the gang is together at the party. We've got Michael and Jan. We've got Jim and Karen. Dwight is even hanging out. But the Wallaces step into the circle. David Wallace and his wife, Wifey McWallace, step into the circle and they say hello. She's being very polite, hosting. Hey, does anybody need anything? Dwight's leading line. Hey, what's the... He basically saying like, you know, these... Uh, these Colonials are great if they're structurally sound. What's the square footage of this place? <laughs> to Michael, that is a rude question. And, and yeah, then he proceeds to say... Well, it kind of makes everybody uncomfortable. Sure. <laughs> and David Wallace takes it in stride. Michael, yeah, is like, that's such an inappropriate question, Dwight. David, how much did this house cost? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that Jim almost loses his drink at this point. It's ridiculous. Dang. Yeah. Oh, so awkward. Not but to you be know what? That's why Zillow exists, so you can look up the value of all of your friends' houses. And you don't have to ask. You don't have to ask. She's Louise. That's right. Uh, you just save the address, folks. Save the address. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> just even as you're pulling up and you see it and you go, dang, wow, this is nice. Hey, look it up on Zillow. That's what we do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we do on walks and stuff. Us too. Ooh, look at this backyard. How much do you think this thing places? And I, I take it one more step towards creepy. I like walking at dusk when people's you lights are on. You should not share this okay, story. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> what are you doing? When people's right now? lights are on and I watch them. Hey, hey, guess what? You guessed the end of the story, Kayla. <laughs> no, I don't watch them, but I love that their lights are on, but their curtains aren't yet closed. So I can see the decor is what I mean. I don't like look for people to see what they're doing, but I do intentionally look in their house. Your okay. honor. Your honor. I was just looking at the decor <laughs> inside was, the house. I was, sure I was literally seeing if the carpet matches the tree. That's what I was looking for. That's what I'm trying to check in Dang here. Dang it, dude. <laughs> there you go. I'm about to edit that out. No, no. I'm going to leave. That's good. That's comedy right there. That's that's high quality comedia um, <laughs> so, so after all the inappropriate uh, comments both in the show and uh, happening right now uh, Dwight then decides uh, that you know he would love to take a look around and for some reason wifey McWallace <laughs> oh wifey is like yeah I could show you sure. she volunteers to show <laughs> okay, him around but the truth is okay and especially think of the kind heartedness of someone like Ferris and then the dreamy kindness of someone like me if somebody was like hey I would like to take a look around what do you say no you say sure what else is she supposed to say well it's true there's another way to look at this too this could be like that good 
like like dive in front of a bullet that your wife will do for you sometimes where she's like if i don't help this guy get preoccupied he's going to continue to ruin our party sure sure so, so <laughs> yeah. oh you want to take a look around let's let's go away from all the people yes exactly exactly which speaking of the kid it gets way creepier anyways <laughs> yeah it does i love that dwight turns turns into an appraiser though yeah he does, he does a tour. good job yeah he he's like job. checking the stairs checking it. the closet door he's, like, uh, he's grabbing he's the banister about getting his license you know he's, he's sure. exploring absolutely uh so we go to a little side and Karen is, is talking with Jim and she points out a guy in the party named Drake. And she says, Hey, I need to let you know, I Drake and I used to date. It didn't end well. I don't want things to be awkward. So I just want you to know, like I was dating this guy, Drake didn't end well. Jim's like, cool. Totally makes sense. Cut over to the background. Dwight is grabbing the banister and like putting all his weight and shaking it. <laughs> I mean, just like the professionals do. That's how they do it. That's what they're testing for. Now, at this point, uh, this is kind of an awesome moment because David Wallace has invited Michael and Jan and some other people into his study, like his private study. And yeah. he, he says, and I quote, this is this is a 20-year-old scotch that was a gift from Lee Iacocca. Which is, that's the guy from Ford, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. And also, like a movie director or something. I don't. Do, I don't. Are you thinking of Francis Ford Coppola? <laughs> <laughs> ah, man, my brain was like, put that together. Uh, but he's sharing this like twenty-year-old scotch that was a gift. That's that's amazing. Uh, Michael takes a glass and says, "Here's to Mister Iacocca and his failed experiment with the DeLorean." <laughs> <laughs> now. <gasps> I, I don't know the cross. Yes. I don't know how we got there. Absolutely. I didn't fully understand what the what what the punchline of this joke was because when I hear the name Lee Iacocca and I think of the DeLorean, which, by the way, fun fact, is my dream car. Um, yeah. I, I was like, what, is, what the heck is he talking about? Michael doesn't know what he's talking about. So I looked up this article to see what is the deal with Lee Iacocca and the DeLorean. And this is this is what it says, okay? Uh, Leo Iacocca was a Ford executive who led the development of the Ford Mustang win. That's awesome. However, he's also remembered for the catastrophe that is the Ford Pinto. The Pinto Beam. <laughs> now it says. Yes. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, he insisted that the driving goals of the designer of this car... Uh, would be that it would weigh less than 2,000 pounds and cost less than $2,000, and that's in 1968. Due to these pressures, the structural design was not sound and was a serious problem that caused many deadly fires due Ooh. to the fuel tank puncturing in accidents. Oh, my God. Yes. So Iacocca neglected to fix these problems in testing <gasps> due to his relentless pursuit of a low-weight, low-cost vehicle and it says the joke is that the DeLorean from Back to the Future has its you know whole trademark like starting fires as it travels back in time, and then you have the fire prone Pinto that will explode and cause fires as well. So that's funny. Oh my gosh, Michael Scott. That's insane. Michael Scott, actually a genius. I mean, that's genius. A, I mean, knowing the background there, that is a good joke. I love it. I love it so much. Um, it's at this point, though, that Michael takes a huge swig of the scotch and almost dies, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it like a shot on your 21st birthday. For and sure. it's like, oh, my God. This guy doesn't – he doesn't know how to, like, treat – like, this is a 20-year-old scotch from Lee Iacocca. you got to give it yeah, some, some respect. He doesn't know what he's doing. Do you have to do the, like, swirl and the sniff and the, like – Well, sure, and then you got to, like, sip that bad boy. And, like, pinky yeah. up. You know, let's oh, savor yeah. it. All right, all right. Don't pound just it. Just say really, really uh, obscure adjectives like mm, the color chasm is, <laughs> is really is really bright. And it's futuristic. so it's prismatic. The the prism, yeah. the prismaticness. Uh, it he then even disrespects it further by asking if there's any ice or some Splenda. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Can you give me some Splenda for my 20-year-old Lee Iacocca scotch? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we go back to poor Richards. 
and uh, they're playing. The crew's playing this this game, this quarters. We got to play that someday. Up chicken, awesome. down chicken. So, have you heard of this before? Oh yeah, dude. Okay, so I I I have never heard of We're this outside cool of the show. We have it. We got to go to some. Uh, we got to play some bar games after this. I'm down. Sure. I'm down. Listen. So so up chicken down chicken is what it's literally called. Oh yeah. Okay. It's it's fun. Uh, but it consists of uh, a, a one team on one side of the table uh, trying to guess where a quarter is, and the other team uh, sitting on the other side of the table, when they say up chicken, everybody puts their fist up. When they say down chicken, everybody slams their hand on the table, and under one of those hands is a quarter. And so the yeah. team on the other side is trying to figure out, okay, where did we hear the quarter? What hand is the quarter under? Kevin is absolutely confident that is under one of these hands in front of him. Ryan <laughs> Ryan just roasts him. He's like, no, not this one, not this one, not this one. Kevin's response, it's a good thing you didn't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan goes, yeah, good thing. Oh, right. Close one. Um, but Roy... And Ryan worked well together. Roy narrows it down. It's got to be under either Pam's hand or I think it's Stanley. Mm -hmm. It's Stanley, yeah. Yeah, and Roy says it's under Pam's. It was. Roy says, I can read you like a book. You can't keep anything from me. Wait, Roy can read? I I was Uh as surprised as you were. But he says, he says, you can't keep anything from me. And there's a look on Pam's face that is like, ooh, that it, it struck a nerve secrets. somewhere. I got my yeah. By the way, there is something I need to tell you. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a, a really cool moment. Just his, his one moment to shine in this episode. We're talking about Creed, a.k.a. Queed. Queed Boat. <laughs> Queed Queed Uh We see like some young folks walk into the bar and they're just like, hey, Creed, what's up, man? Good to see you. High five, best like, buddies. Like clearly high schoolers. Yes, like, absolutely, just, absolutely. Just walking into this bar so confident. Uh, and it's at this moment that we find out that uh, Creed's running a little bit of a side hustle, is he not? Smart man. Yeah, he's uh, running a fake ID system out of the back of his car. I mean... From, uh, a label maker that he swiped at the sheriff station. He stole Yikes. it from the sheriff station. This guy is. Uh, we gotta know his backstory. Can there please be a spinoff soon? He is pulling did a heist. Guys, did you guys know? Fun fact, by the way, that like sheriff is one of the most powerful positions like per capita in America. No, no. Say like, more. Only like I think like only like the governor of the state or the, or a president can arrest the sheriff. What? Wow. Yeah. I, and you may not quote me on that, but it's something crazy like that. He's like Judge Dredd. I am the law. <laughs> it's so funny. You never seen Judge Dredd. I'll take it. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> we both kind of glassed over. That's no, cool. It's cool. There's somebody <laughs> listening right now who was like, oh, Rob, good Judge Dredd joke. Sure, Anyways. Sure. <laughs> We, we, believe, like, oh, we believe in you, oh Rob. Um, so back at the party, Dwight is continuing his inspection of the house and David Wallace's wife. Uh, he notices that studs are too far apart. He makes a joke about, or he makes a uh, observation about their guest room. And then as she's leaving to answer the phone, he's asking if her pearls are real. So <laughs> he, then, he then proceeds to test the upstairs smoke detector. Which honestly... That's a great friend move. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh I would God. never know unless a friend tested. He holds it for a solid five, too. And then he just lets it go. goes, mm, good. 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 <laughs> good. Karen downstairs admits to dating another guy that, that Jim and her were just talking to. Uh, she says, hey, don't bring it up. It might be awkward since we were dating during he and his wife's separation." Oh my gosh. And Jim is, he's trying to be cool about this. <laughs> um, at this point, Michael then decides to invite David Wallace and his wife to Sandals, Jamaica with him and Jan. And he says, and I quote, you won't believe how low this lady can limbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, he says, oh, go Oh, ahead, no, no, go. go. No, 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 you go. Okay. You I, I feel like. Every woman wants to be as loved as Michael loves Jan. There is an endearing factor to this. 
Wait. Not as weird okay, as he more. loves. Not as weird <laughs> as he loves, but that. as extreme as he loves. There is nothing beyond Dan. Like you, you want me. No, don't get weird, Rob. Don't get weird. No, don't be like <laughs> Michael Scott. But the amount that he is like <laughs> obsessed with her, that is endearing. You want like me to a, be as like obsessed. Dog. Yeah, yeah. It's a cute little like, oh, you could do no wrong. You are a wonderful woman. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I'll remember See, that. See, Caleb feels it. Caleb feels it. No, I feel it too. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take notes on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's you your s- weird rub. <laughs> well, and you see how much she appreciates it, because at this point Jan gets so mad that she pulls Mike away and uh, takes him into a corner. And this is where we get to see how dysfunctional this relationship really sure. is. She, oh yeah. She puts him in the corner and she's like, "Will you just, will you just, just?" And then they just start making out. she then pulls michael into the bathroom and michael is like the whole time he's sort of like laughing and asking questions uh but in the bathroom michael sort of shuts it down uh he even says and i quote no means please don't don't. (laughs) uh jan gets mad about it and actually walks out of the bathroom and now they're now they're fighting now it's awkward at the party like, Which is yeah. never a good... Like, I couldn't have my way with you in the bathroom, so now we're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Back at Poor Richard's, uh, Toby has won the duck. He brings it back over to Pam's table, and Pam is... She's happy about it. I mean, she's like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Don't you have a daughter? that you could give this to. <laughs> He's, He's been like, working all night to, to finally get it as a conversation starter, right? Like, this is his in. Well, she's like, oh, take this and give it to your kid. Well, and, and like we talked about earlier on, you know, Pam, when, he sit, when, when Toby sits down, Pam's response is, where have you been all night? I've been looking forward to hanging out with you. And there you go. He's been winning the duck. Mm. He's been a slave to the duck all night long. Uh, back at the party, Dwight is in. Is this? It feels weird to say this. <laughs> Dwight is sitting in the Wallace's child's bedroom in the dark in a rocking chair, and now he needs to be arrested. Yeah, um, the kid. What's, go I ahead. Go the ahead. Creepy. The creepier aspect of this is, I think he literally saw the chair and was so interested in the chair. That he disregarded everything else into that—that's more of a crime to me. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, Dwight, how terrifying for the child! Well, Can you the, imagine waking up to a man just rocking in a rocking oh chair and asking you gosh. about it? That is you, like you would scarring. have PTSD the rest of your life. Therapy for life. Hey, I'll hand it to this kid. He keeps cool under pressure because Dwight proceeds to ask him about this chair. He has a lot of questions about it. Good construction. I think I want one. Uh, the kid just has no answers to any of the questions. Who made sure. it? Where'd you get it? None of that stuff. Uh, he doesn't scream. He doesn't panic. He's just like, I don't know. I'm a kid. Um, back downstairs, David Wallace is also hating the party. We see that Jim has this look on his face. I'm assuming he's kind of panicking and processing the fact that Karen has been dating everyone. Yeah. Also, hey, a lot in, of coworkers. Yeah. Yes. And in that dress, you could see why. Sure. <laughs> so they're both kind of over this party, and it's at this point that uh, David Wallace invites him to come out and shoot hoops in the backyard. He says, hey, meet me out there in two minutes. Jim is excited about this, so he goes to tell Karen, hey, uh, if you need me, I'm going to be in the backyard shooting hoops with David Wallace. <laughs> At this point, Karen uh, makes it clear, hey, and by the way, don't tell him we're dating. It might be weird. And Jim is like, you and David Wallace? What the hell? That's how many it took. (laughs) That's how many. And this is why Karen is good for him. Oh, my gosh. It's so awesome. Uh, Then Jim realizes he's been pranked the whole time. Finally, can we think of another moment where Jim has been pranked? Yes. No. No, there oh, is there okay. is one that I, I can't will, think of one. Okay. There's one in the future that happens during winter time, if that gives you a little bit of a hint. Oh, yes, 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 but yes. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll leave it at that. No, okay. I don't remember, I remember this one. I remember this one. Uh, but yeah, and then she gets him back to back because she goes, you know, actually you're kind of like 
my first. He's like, really? And he goes, he goes, really? She goes, it's so easy. It's not even fun. Yeah, no, for real. Just... <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it cuts, to, it cuts to Michael. And this is such an interesting talking head because he's like, Hey, the potato salad was a hit, which it's, I mean, it's so interesting. It's just, I wish, you know, she thinks I made it. I wish I could make a potato salad that good. I just bought it at the supermarket. I mean, it's just potatoes, mayonnaise. There's something wrong with Jan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other ingredient. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, out in the backyard, David Wallace and Jim are shooting hoops and, uh, you know, kind of hitting it off, which is really cool. Uh, at this point, though, we cut up to the roof because we see, like, a piece of the roof falls off. Dwight is up on the roof, like, kicking and, like, yanking on the chimney. <laughs> and Dwight says, you know, hey, uh, I tested out the chimney. I found some termite damage in some areas, structural flaws in the foundation. Uh, but overall, really fun party. Sure, sure. And we <laughs> so learned he had the time of his life. Dwight missed this his is calling. How Dwight does all of his parties. That's right. Sure. That's he right. missed his calling as an appraiser. And frankly, he could probably make way more money doing that than selling paper. <laughs> he loved it. Uh, we come back to um, poor Richards. And the party's kind of winding down there. Pam and Roy are sitting at the bar. And, you know, they're kind of having a moment and kind of flirting a little bit. But Pam says, hey, you know, I really want us to make it this time. Um, and that means there can be no secrets between us. And Roy immediately goes into defensive mode. He's like, you know, I didn't do anything. I did nothing. You could ask anybody. I totally could have. <laughs> yeah, I totally could have, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But Pam, Pam slows him down. He's like, hey, no, I want you to hear me. Uh, and she admits to, she tells the story about casino night and Jim kissing her. And Roy starts to lose his mind. And like for real, like broken glass, lose your mind. Like throwing, like starting to just like trash the bar. And yeah. Kenny, his brother, joins in. And I they, love that Kenny's always got his back. Like he stands <laughs> up, literally gets behind him, watches what he does, and then does the same thing. Yes. And they <laughs> proceed to destroy poor Richards, unfortunately. Which is the most childish thing you can do. That's somebody's business, Rory. Yeah. <sighs> That's, That's like a classic. Uh, this reminded me of the SNL sketch with Ben Affleck's brother, Casey Affleck. Did you see this? Is there, they're all like Boston accents. It's like Boston Mass at the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and we, all, we all have a good friend that lived in Boston for a while, and he was like, dude, that sketch is the most accurate thing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, people just freaking out and throwing stuff inside of public places. It's awesome. Breaking stuff at the dunks. Um but yeah, they proceed to trash the bar and Pam says, this is over. And Roy's like, heck yeah, it's over. And he's yelling and he's so mad about this whole thing that Jim came on to her. And so Pam leaves and they trash the place. But that's all it took to get rid of Roy. She should have done that a long time ago. Well, she was trying, remember, it was, she was trying to have dignity, <laughs> dignity to get sure. back with Roy. Yeah, it didn't go so well. Uh, Michael and Jan at this point are driving home, and uh, Michael, you know, points out that we've had our first fight. Uh, <laughs> you know, when it comes to the bathroom, he was sorry there was nowhere to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> and Jan just sort of, you know, kind of unloads a little bit. She's saying, "Hey, you know, it was fun when we were sneaking around, but you know, maybe it was wrong for us to go public like this." And she's just sort of venting. Uh, Michael's response, I love. Milady, if that is how you feel, then you have hurt me greatly. <laughs> <laughs> Tear up your stupid love contract. <laughs> yeah. uh, Michael's, Michael, you know, he's not going to cry, but he feels like crying. Jan, I want the house. I want the picket fence. I want, and I quote, the ketchup fights. <laughs> what, is, what is that? I have no idea. I have been in love. I've been married for four years. We've never had a ketchup fight. And I'm like, is this a thing we're supposed to do? Maybe you is haven't arrived like a... yet. Maybe we just haven't arrived. It's, uh, I know. It's actually, you're, you're, have you ever heard of the seven-year itch? Uh, it's because you're covered in ketchup. That's what you need. <laughs> you're itchy because you're crusty. That's right. That's It's on your anniversary, ketchup fight. You'll figure it out. All right, I can't wait. But it's at this point that Jan realizes she has hurt Michael. 
She had she she regrets what she said. She says, "I didn't mean it. I'm tired. I didn't eat enough. I'm not feeling well." Michael, did you eat some of the potato salad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael says, "I love you, Jan." Her beautiful response is okay. <laughs> And it's at this point we realize because he pokes his head out that Dwight has been in the back seat the whole time. <laughs> yes, so awkward. And he oh says, "Oh my gosh!" And he says, "Don't break up, guys." He's like a little child begging his parents not to divorce. <laughs> Don't break up. You're great together. And so Dwight is really rooting for Jan and Michael. Way to go, Dwight. That's right. And as the episode ends, we see Roy sitting outside on the ground outside of uh, Poor Richards. Kenny walks out. Kenny says there's not going to be any cops, that he paid them off with the jet ski money. And we hear Roy, as the final line of the episode, say, I am going to kill Jim Halpert. What measly little smooch. Is, is this the first episode of this series? We are now 45 episodes into this podcast. 45 episodes into the series. Is this the first episode that ends where you go, oh, dang, next week, something's going to go down. Like, I got to watch. Like, it feels like this is the first, like, it ends with some, like, cliffhanger angst. Like, oh, man, I got to tune in next week. That's not typically, like, how they wrote most of the episodes, you know? Most of them end, like, on a laugh. or like, ah, ha, ha, that's good. You know? For real. And this is like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh, man. So, yeah, so next the week. first, but more comes. That's right. So next week, we're going to find out because Roy is on a mission. Will Jim be dead? To kill Jim Halpern. Uh, now, that brings us to the uh, place in the episode where we always like to throw it out to you guys and hear what were some of your favorite parts. Uh, just a couple here. Over on Instagram, we've got Tiger underscore Hunter when Dwight is checking the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even know how he got up there. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, also over on uh, Instagram, True Jedi 48 which, hey, happy May the 4th be with you, by the way. True Jedi. Let's go. Uh, his favorite part was Jan catching herself saying... That's oh sorry, <laughs> when she said when she's talking about the love contract and all that, and she's like, you know, I can date Michael Scott publicly, blah blah blah. Uh, why is this so hard? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, oh my gosh, what am I saying? Uh, and so his his favorite part was Jan catching herself saying that's what she said and being disgusted with herself, <laughs> yeah, noticing that she said it, going, oh god. Yes, and then uh, let's head over to Twitter for ladies and gentlemen. An American institution, tried and true, at Let's go. Trump Boner Man. His favorite part was, and it's a little bit of a dialogue, and we actually didn't talk about this, but there's a point where Karen runs into Jan at the party. She says, hey, Jan, and Jan's response is, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> not so good. I love that. Uh, and then also he loved Dwight's thorough and professional house inspection which it was professional was it paid 500 for that <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh so yeah thank you guys so much for uh throwing that out there and interacting we'd love to hear from you guys and what you enjoyed as well uh now we like to head over to that good dunder mifflin subreddit uh over at reddit.com r slash dunder mifflin look at some quality content ladies and gentlemen i sorted by new and i did not have to look very far because this was the first post that popped up when I sorted by new and I'm so glad it did because it it pun intended it rings so true it's so beautiful uh Andy you're going to love this all right as a former bell choir member and that that is a true <laughs> statement world could not be more true ladies and gentlemen Andy Lambert used to be a part of the bell choir yes and this is a video I'm that was ashamed. posted uh to it was posted on YouTube and that by a guy named Scott Bailey and then his buddy posted it to Reddit saying, hey, this doesn't have enough views. Uh, my buddy worked really hard on this. It's amazing. You guys got to check it out. I saw it and I said, I'm going to upvote this. I threw a comment out and said, hey, this is going to be our Dundee winner for the episode this week. Scott Bailey actually replied back and said, that's awesome. Thank you for including my video. Uh, this is, if you go to the show notes right now in your a podcast player, you'll see a link that says Dundee winner. Click on that. And you will be able to watch this video. I'm going to give you a taste real quick. And I don't know how this is going to go. I'm going to point the microphone at the at the computer. But this is Scott Bailey playing the office theme on the handbells. And oh. Andy, this is going to speak to your heart right now. All right. Enjoy Hit us this. with it. Hit us with it. 
Nice. Oh my gosh. We have to share that to our Instagram. That's awesome. It's so awesome because it's like, it's one of those videos like where somebody is doing like the acapella with themselves and they're doing all the parts. Yeah. You just, you see all the different, you know, parts yeah. of him doing all the, oh, it's so dang good. All parts. Also, I should point out that the top rated comment says his stage name is Belschnickel. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else says the guy playing the bells kind of looks like David Wallace from He's a distance. Real. He kind of does. A younger version. It's so awesome. So yeah, go check that out. Uh, go give that video a watch and a thumbs up. Give him a, a thumbs up on Reddit and all that good stuff. And hey, Scott, good job, dude. That was really, really cool. We love that. Yeah, that's that awesome. Cool. All right. Well, hey, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and uh, supporting the show. As always, make sure you rate and subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell a friend and come join us over at patreon.com uh, for the after party at Poor Richards. We're talking about awkward relationships yeah we are you gonna love it i married mine oh yeah wow. <laughs> wow. spoiler and you're fine <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as always make sure you do your homework go watch season three episode 18 the negotiation it says and i quote an angry roy storms into the office looking to hurt jim but an unexpected hero stops him it also says Daryl and Michael negotiate Daryl's pay raise. Oh, I love <laughs> so, Daryl. Right. It's going to be awesome. Here so we go. Uh, make sure you watch that and then uh, come back and join us next week. And uh, thank you guys. Always, As always, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Caleb. And I'm Andy. And this was Everybody, Everybody in, in the, the Conference, conference Room. room. Oh, that was, was good. Was it? Oh, All right. Yeah. It didn't sound good for you, but it sounded good on this side. All yeah, right, it sounded like a seizure for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, let's head over to Poor Richards. <laughs>